0: You are now tuned in to Owen's Exhibit. On this episode, I'm joined by Liam Eisenberg. He is an illustrator who has worked with Complex, The New York Times, NPR, and many other high-profile clients. We discuss many impactful moments from his childhood, how wrestling changed his perspective on life, and how he started out by making concert posters for musicians coming through Webster Hall. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, listeners. This is a different, I would say, format just because I'm doing this podcast today with my roommate, and his name is Liam, so I'll allow him to introduce himself.
1: What's up, Owen? Owen's exhibit, the whole audience. Uh, Yeah, my name is Liam Eisenberg, uh, and I'm Owen's roommate. And we're going to talk about some creative things today.
0: Wonderful. So how would you explain what you do as a career?
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm an illustrator. And I actually think it's pretty simple or straightforward what I do, right? Uh, I draw pictures for a living, that's literally what I do. I draw pictures, I create animations, graphics, things like that for editorial and advertising and just about anything else you could think of that uses illustrations.
0: Yeah, and I think you did a great job explaining that. Now I wanna get into the icebreaker questions, Mm. trying to figure out more about you and your personality, maybe some things I didn't already know because there still is a lot to uncover. So, what is the best baked good?
1: The best baked good? Uh, are cakes baked goods? Yeah. You got to bake a cake, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. A it could be an cream ice cream cake. cake. <laughs> an ice cream cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love carrot cake, carrot cake, cheesecake, and I'll say donuts. I'll throw that in there.
0: Yeah. Can you cook any, uh, bake any of those?
1: You know, I don't bake at all, and it's funny because Owen sees me cooking all the time. I cook like three times a day. I'm like constantly eating, constantly devouring meals, but um, I don't bake. But I know that I could definitely do it if I actually followed a recipe and took the time to do it. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I just try to try to stay away from all the sweets and everything, you know. So, but if I actually wanted to, yeah, I could definitely bake a cake.
0: Mr. Healthy over here. Yeah. That's how it seems. Yeah. If you could have only one subscription, what would it be to? Mm, uh Adobe. Yeah. <laughs> what would be What would be second after that?
1: Second after that, um, man, probably Patreon. I just listen to the Joe Button podcast. I have the Patreon, so it's like I listen to that like every single day. So that's probably my most used subscription. Like I have Netflix, I have HBO, but. I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I actually like sit there and watch a show or anything like that in a month.
0: So, yeah. It seems like you get good use out of, what is it, Uh door, not DoorDash. What's the food oh, delivery? Oh, you know what? Instacart. You're Instacart. right, you're
1: right, you're right. But I will say I've gone most of my life with having to go to the grocery store and buy my own groceries. <laughs> so I know I'd be just fine without Instacart. But you are right. I use Instacart constantly.
0: <laughs> and what's your favorite car? <laughs>
1: You know I'm not really a car person at all, probably just because I'm not balling like that. But uh, I'll say a Porsche 911. I've always admired that car. You know, my uncle in California has one with, like, the drop top. And I remember being, like, a little kid and, like, him zooming on the highway with the top down. And I just thought it was, like, a race car, you know? so. And I heard that those appreciate with value. Like, every other car you buy, like, the moment you buy it, it starts losing value. For some reason, Porsches gain value over time. So, but I just like how they look. It looks cool. It looks That's fun. a good
0: pick. Yeah, looking at it as like a toy, but also as an investment, you can't go wrong there. As
1: I'm saying, I don't know anything about like the engine, the the horsepower, or anything like that. Like I'm just going based off the visuals. And For sure. Yeah, Porsche 911. Those things look nice.
0: I'm pretty sure that's what a lot of people go off of. They're like, this car looks nice. Yeah. They I don't know. My, don't know. I have anything. friends
1: who are like crazy car nerds and they obsess over like, oh, you see the engine on that or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't really care, but <laughs> it looks nice. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: You can't be like racing in the streets every day. So it really doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. I'm from New Jersey though. And people really do like race on the highways and shit like that. In New York, you can't do that because there's red lights constantly everywhere. But like in New Jersey on the highways, like late at night. Everybody races.
0: Yeah. True, that is right. You're from Jersey. Yeah, not too far from New York City though, no. just across the Hudson.
1: Yep, yep.
0: And what's a hobby that you try to get into?
1: That I tried. Yeah. Like past tense. Past um, tense. hobby that I tried to get into. I don't know. I used to play basketball a lot as a kid, and I just like realized pretty quickly that that wasn't gonna go anywhere, and I like kept playing. I would say basketball and skateboarding. Those are definitely like two hobbies that like came and went in my life that I used to do like religiously every day and at a certain point I just kind of grew out of them. Yeah.
0: Right. There are those sports that you get into and then you realize maybe you know you're not that built for it or it's just like these are only for this time in my life. I don't want to keep falling like this and keep getting injured like that. But what are some other things that you did in terms of sports, athletics?
1: Um, Yeah, I used to wrestle. I did cross country. I did track. I would say, like, wrestling was my main thing, though, for sure. That was, like, the one that I did the longest and most passionately.
0: Right. I know you've spoken a lot about that and how it's really built your character and really helped you navigate things in life better. (laughs) What What are the... The key things you learned from being a wrestler.
1: Um, that was just the first thing in my life where I really just learned the power of just showing up every single day, and just watching the results kind of compound over time. There was nothing else in my life at that. I mean, I was a teenager, right? So it's like there's nothing that you are really like committed to that much when you're a kid, unless your parents really push you to do it. And I will say, like, my parents never like forced me to do anything like that on a daily basis, but. Yeah, wrestling was the first time, like aside from just it being physically rough and difficult and everything like that, like just the mental idea of showing up to something every single day, no matter if you feel motivated or inspired, it's like a duty. You just have to show up every day. And then, you know, a month goes by, two months, three months, six months, two years, like all the time goes by and you just realize like, damn, I've gotten so much better without having to, I mean, just simply showing up every day and just trying. You're just going to get better. And that was the first time in my life that I realized like, Oh, like that's what they mean when they say like hard work pays off, (laughs) you know, because up until that point, like, I don't know, you're in school and I wasn't really passionate about any like particular subject in school. So school was the only thing that I ever like had to show up to every day. And it wasn't like I really watched myself excel drastically in that. But yeah, wrestling, it was like, that was the first thing where I just showed up every day and like my body physically changed, my mind changed everything.
0: Yeah. So you would say it paid off in the form of you getting physically better?
1: Physically, sure. That was like I think the most uh, apparent change. But were men- you mentally, before? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was like a skinny fat kid. Yeah, um, skinny fat kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's <was> like- <laughs> <laughs> it an oxymoron. It was like a jumbo shrimp. But uh, nah, I was just mad frail, and I just had like a little pot belly. You know, like I'd be embarrassed <laughs> to take my shirt off, like when I'd go to the pool with my friends or anything like that, or go to the beach. Like, yeah, I would just be embarrassed to take my shirt off and whatever. Just self conscious kid, but. Like I said, after one season of wrestling, I had a ripped six-pack, and, like, that all just went out the window after that. Dang, they
0: had the fitness plan going on at that wrestling group. Yeah, I mean,
1: again, it's just physically hard. It's like gladiator school. You just show up every day, and you're, like, bound to get brolic, you know? But I would say the biggest thing was just mental, though, and I remember our coach would always say that he would just be like, you need to be mentally tough, mentally tough. And it was like, yeah, that was the first time also in my life where I realized, like, I don't know, there were things that physically felt impossible, but if you just did not give up or just – kept pushing your mind like you just always say that mental toughness and I still use that phrase all the time like I know I have my friends are like sick of hearing me say that but yeah mental toughness is everything
0: so I feel like the sports that you got into you said cross-country and wrestling and what were what else track just track yeah so Um, I feel like those sports are less attractive to people why did you pick those like (laughs) cross-country like people are like what the heck and then wrestling it's like how would you get into wrestling? How would you get into these things?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I just felt weak. I think I literally just felt weak. And I feel like, yeah, the most popular things would be like football and basketball. But like I knew so many like not to be whatever is years ago at this point. But like they're just mad bums who did football. And you could just get away with being like, oh, cool, because you're on the football team. But like you're still out of shape or you're just like a, like a bum, you know, but oh, you're on the football team. Whereas, like, yeah, and that's, that's something, like, hopefully by the end of this interview, you'll realize, Owen, is, like, as cliche as it sounds, like, I really move to the beat of my own drum. Like, whatever everybody else is doing, I don't really pay too much mind to it. It's just what do I want to do and how can I get the results that I want to get, right? And it was, like, I don't know. I just remember being, like, a freshman. You look at everybody on the wrestling team. They're all just, like, jacked or ripped or whatever. Like, you didn't have to be the tallest Um or anything like that so it's like yeah wrestling definitely came first and then cross country was just cross country is in the fall so that's like before wrestling so that was just like a way to lose weight before wrestling season started you know and then track was like i just have friends who did it again it was just like a, a fun way to stay in shape and like meet girls and shit like that but <laughs> yeah um yeah there are definitely no girls in wrestling at all but track there was a lot of girls but you know how that goes um yeah. But yeah, wrestling, like I said, it was like, I just looked at it as like gladiator school. It's like, there's nothing physically harder than that. You know, like there's no, it's like boxing or MMA or anything like that. MMA wasn't like that popular back then. Um, But I just knew that there was nothing physically harder than that. And that was like what attracted me to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I got us a little off topic. So I'm going to bring us back to the real hitters, the real questions that (laughs) everybody wants to know. What's your biggest fear?
1: uh man my biggest fear I think my biggest fear would just damn did you ever see that movie Bronx Tale And you know, uh with Robert De Niro I probably, yeah. I think I yeah yeah but he just says in there like the biggest regret in life your biggest fear whatever he says something like that is wasted talent and I just felt like uh even if no one's depending on me like I'm depending on me so I can't waste time I can't waste opportunities like That's why every day it's, like, I'm, whatever, not to pat myself on the back, but, like, I'm very self-driven. I'm very self-motivated. Like, I literally feel like I'd be letting my family down, letting myself down, the people around me down, like, if I just wasted a day of just sitting around doing nothing, you know? And that's kind of a gift and a curse because then you kind of beat yourself up whenever there is a day where you don't get much done, you know? But. My biggest fear would just be like wasting time. That's really it. Just wasting years of my life. Like that, I would never want to look back and be like, "Damn, I wasted my twenties, or I wasted that whole year, that whole summer." Like, I can honestly say I could look back at the last ten, last ten years of my life, and like not a
0: moment was wasted. You know, so. You gave a really good response and. Listen, this is your podcast episode, so as much as you want to just flex, as much as you want to pat yourself on the back, go ahead, all right? Yeah. The next question I want to ask you is, who's the first person you tell stuff to when something like big happens or maybe you want advice?
1: Okay, those are kind of like two different yeah, yeah two, two different, different people, but I can answer both of those, but who do I tell things for? I honestly always tell my mom and my girlfriend everything first like any good things, bad things, just any like especially the good things. I'm always gonna like I love calling my mom and just telling her like, oh my god, I got this job with the New York Times or this that, whatever and because she's just like my number one fan, you know and my girlfriend, same thing. like I'll always just share her like, oh, I just got this email or got this opportunity something like that. Um, and who do I talk to for motivation? Honestly, my friend who you met, Tuan, like we always just call each other and just give each other these like motivational speeches, (laughs) you know, uh, and just sharing like good things, bad things, whatever, really good things, just as much as the bad things. And when we share the bad things, it's not so much to be like complaining or like seeking empathy or pity or anything, but it is, it's just, we're close and we just know that like life is not just ups, right? There's lots of downs and everything like that too. So um, but those, those people for sure, uh, and my friend Matt, you know, cause we're in the same field, we do illustration. So we're always going to talk about like the good and the bad. Um, but yeah, I just have a few people that are close to me that get to know everything right. And not just like a random Instagram post or something like that, you know?
0: I do know. Yeah. It sounds like you have some good people to talk to. Definitely. The next question I want to ask you is like, let's just see how you respond to it. I want to know, what's the most spectacular view you've seen? I know most you're an outdoors guy. So yeah, yeah. The- oh,
1: man. Um, I ride my bike a lot, as you know. So that's even a thing. Like, even whenever I go to another city, country, anything, I'm like, I need to rent a bike. Like, I want to see everything, you know? Not just, like, ride the subway or be on in a car or the back of an Uber or anything. Like, I really like to either walk around and really see and feel everything or ride my bike. I don't know. I've seen some crazy views. Like I think some of the craziest. Uh, I think seeing like the jungles in the Dominican Republic, like that was crazy, just to see like endless tropical, just jungle. You know, like I can't think of anywhere in the United States that you could possibly see that. Uh, and I don't know, going to Ireland and like seeing the coast, like seeing literally like it looks like something out of Game of Thrones, just like cliffs that just come to a short stop and just endless like Atlantic Ocean and. Um, seeing the sunset in Venice Beach in LA. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been there before, but it's like Venice Beach is a funky place. But just being there, like riding my bike along the boardwalk, seeing the the sunset, like that was cool. So, uh, I definitely love to see a good sunset. That's that's what I'll say. A good sunset anywhere I go.
0: I can agree with that. It sounds like you've visited a lot of places. What are some of your favorite places that you've been, or And also, where is a place you still want to go?
1: Yeah, I don't think I... You know, I I didn't travel too much as a kid growing up at all. Like, I remember, you know, you'd always have, like, friends who would have, like, family in other countries or other states or things like that. Like, our family, I don't know, kind of rich kids would just go to, like, Aruba every year, like, shit like that, whatever. But I, I never really got to experience that growing up. But I remember as soon as I got older and got, like, my own money, I made it a point to try to get out of the U.S. a little more and see more, right? So um, I don't know. So a place that's still like on my bucket list that I really want to go to. I haven't been I haven't been to Asia at all. I would really like to go to Japan. Uh, my parents used to go a lot before they had kids, like before my brother and I were born. And I've seen mad pictures of them when they were young going to Japan like multiple times. And it's just a long flight. That's all it is. I really hate flying, to be honest. Like I like going places, but like being on a plane for more than even six hours will drive me crazy. Like going from going to California from here is like a six-hour flight, you know. Uh, well, you're from Oregon, right? So you've done like a long flight. I'm long sure. Flights. Yeah. That's, I remember when I went to Portland to visit my brother. I was like, God damn, it's a long flight. Kind of go crazy, but yeah, I definitely want to go to Japan. That's my number one, and I'm gonna do it. Like it's only a matter of time. Like I'll. Just gotta carve out some time and put some money away.
0: Right. And go to Japan. Yeah. I think you and I both are probably a little bit jealous of our other roommate, David. He's over there in Taiwan and Japan, enjoying yeah. it. Probably yeah. eating a lot of good food and stuff.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would have to like stop in California and then go to Asia. You know, gotta make mean? a big trip out of it. For yeah, sure. exactly. Same thing, like I wanna to go to Hawaii. Same thing though. It's like I would just want to stop somewhere for a few days and then go the rest of the way there. I don't know. The idea of being on a plane for 24 hours just kind of drives me crazy. So,
0: Being in the position that you're in, it sounds like you do have that freedom to do it. You just got to kind of plan ahead and figure those things out. So,
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely, you know, not that it's all good all the time, but that is one of the benefits of being a freelancer is that you don't have to ask for vacation time, or you don't have to use up your vacation days, your sick days. It's like, if I can make time to do this, then I'm gonna do it, and I don't have to. Yeah, that's that's another common thread you're gonna see. I probably have like uh, trouble with authority, so um, I don't know. Like I've had full time jobs in the past, and I really hated them, and that was a big reason why was just cause you just can't do what you want to do,
0: you know, when you want to do it. What were some full-time jobs that you've worked?
1: I've had a lot of a lot of part-time jobs. I only had one full-time job. I was an art teacher. That was my first job out of college, uh, and that was just it was a learning experience, but it was a horrible experience. I'm gonna say that like it was it was terrible, and I don't miss it at all, <laughs> to be honest.
0: After doing some research about the various <laughs> things that you've done in your career, it was funny because like I read that experience about you, like, not liking teaching because, like, whatever, the students weren't engaged. And then I read another article where it's, like, I like teaching. And I was like, wait, oh, that's what happened?
1: No, I don't think it was so much that the students weren't engaged. It was more so just the administrators, like my bosses. The kids were always great. I will say, like, not, not, again, whatever, I, I feel weird about complimenting myself. But uh, I, I always do well with kids. Kids respect me. Like, I've never, like, the whole time I was teaching, I, even, I remember my bosses used to always – you know, kind of complimented me on that of, like, I'm one of the few people who never had, like, disciplinary issues with my students, right, because I think they just, they either feared me or they respected me, I don't know, one or the other, not that I'm always smiling, I'm always laughing, but, like, I'm just not a pushover, you know what I mean, like, I'm not gonna let some little kid push me over, and also, I'm just not gonna, or a teenager, whatever, like, I'm not gonna lose my cool either. Like, you could push my buttons, you could try it. Like, I'm, I'm not your mom. I'm not gonna freak out on you and start yelling at you. Like, I'm always gonna remain calm when dealing with kids. And you know, it's something that you look back on now as an adult We you're like, wow, the amount of times that our teachers would lose their minds or go crazy or like feel the need to like overly discipline or just punish students. And it's kind of like, damn, like I've been on both sides of the fence now as a student and a teacher and I've just somehow I'm always able to like keep calm and just get my point across without (laughs) having to yell at some little kid and try to ruin their life or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, teaching was, like I said, it was the the only issue I had with teaching was I I just felt like I was so educated and so equipped that I was like, I need to go out in the real world and actually make things and do things with brands and company. Like I, I always wanted to work and just see my work out in the world. And as a teacher, you don't really get to experience that. You're just kind of building up other people. Right. So, I still teach uh, at a few universities, but that's all part time, like adjunct teaching, which is kind of, that's just perfect for me. Like, especially as a freelancer working from home, like being an illustrator is a lonely ass job. Like, for the most part, you're just home all day at your drawing tablet, your iPad, whatever, just drawing. You know what I mean? It's not like you're in an office with a bunch of people. Um, so it's not very social, but like I said, being able to teach just forces me to get out the house and, like, there is. There is like a, it does feel good to like share your knowledge with someone who's really eager to learn and just watch them grow over the course of like a semester or something. But like I said, the difference is just that used to be my full time thing. Like I used to have to carve out, you know, time to do what I wanted to do around that. Whereas now it's kind of the opposite. Like I teach a few days a week, but my freelance work is my
0: main gig. I understand it better now. Definitely explaining kind of the situations that you were in. We definitely got far ahead in this story so i want to take us back yeah let's rewind. Let's go yeah. let's go back <laughs> you grew up in new jersey
1: yeah yeah, yeah. born and Fort, raised Portland, new jersey yeah you know it's funny if you look at my birth certificate i was actually born in the bronx i was born at the hospital where my mom worked so it says my birth certificate says bronx new york but yeah I'm i'm a jersey boy for sure like that's where i grew up that's where i went to school that's where all my friends like yeah so definitely a jersey boy but You know, New Jersey is weird. It's like New York City's cousin, or at least like North Jersey where I live. Like you can literally see Manhattan when you walk out of your door. You know what I mean? So as opposed to maybe if you lived in like South or Central Jersey, that's like another world. That's like an extension of Pennsylvania pretty much. But where I grew up, yeah, it's like it's the same way people talk about like the Bay Area and L.A., which are actually way further than New York and New Jersey, but the Bay and L.A. are kind of like cousins I feel like North Jersey and New York are definitely cousins too, you know?
0: So what was skinny fat Liam doing back in the day? Yeah. Uh, Was he riding bikes? Was he reading books? What was he doing? Yeah. I guess like elementary school.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's really where everything begins. And that's why it's so funny looking back at it now. I'm like, oh, of course I became an illustrator because, yeah, as a kid growing up, that's all I did. I just drew. That was literally it. And not with like... Fancy materials. Like, my parents really didn't buy me like paint and canvases and things like that and take me to art classes. But I always tell the story where it's like, uh, my parents would always tell us, you, know, you can go outside and play, or you can read a book, or you can draw, but you're not going to watch TV. You're not going to play video. Like, we didn't have cable TV in my house growing up. We didn't have any video games growing up. We had like Game Boys, right? But even that, like, how long are you really going to stare at that little screen all day, you know? Actually, I'm lying. My brother used to do that for like eight hours a day. But me personally, I couldn't do that. But like, so yeah, those are your options. You could go out and play. You could read a book or you could draw. And I always, always just picked drawing. And no one ever like had to force me to do that. That was just how I chose to spend my time, you know. And maybe if I did have every channel on TV, like I didn't like all those shows that kids grew up watching in the 90s or anything, like the only time I watched them was at my friend's houses, you know. So people will be talking about like a random Spongebob episode, and I'm like, I probably didn't see it. <laughs> you know, sure. like I definitely saw mad Spongebob episodes, but there's most of them that I didn't see. Um, and it's just because of that reason we didn't have any channels on the TV really, and I didn't have any video games. So it's like I could only do those things at my friends' houses. So anytime I was home after school, I was just drawing, like until my wrist fell off, you know? Like and my parents still have so many of those drawings. My I'm like it's shocked that they just have like stacks of pictures. Of that's cool. Things that I drew. And it's crazy because it could be something that I drew when I was like four or five, six years old. And I'll like remember exactly where I was, what I was thinking when I drew that, you know. So and that's funny, too, because I used to draw a lot of those cartoon characters of the shows that like I couldn't watch. <laughs> you know, like I didn't have Cartoon Network, so I didn't really watch much Dragon Ball Z, but I was constantly drawing Dragon Ball Z characters, you know. That's And interesting. I feel like that's actually like a way of making up for that. Right. Whereas most kids probably would have just consumed watching episode after episode after and I was instead just like figuring out how to draw every Pokemon, you know? Yeah.
0: That's, uh, I can kind of relate to what you had going on when you were a kid. The fact that you just wanted to be outside, you wanted to be doing things. And then you had a brother that was just playing video games. So I can definitely see how that was. There's nothing wrong with that. Like he turned
1: out just fine, but he doesn't have a creative career. Is he older you know? or younger? Yeah, my brother's 2 years older than me.
0: And are you pretty tight with him?
1: I'm very tight with him. Yeah. Yeah. He actually, you know, Owens from Oregon. My brother lives
0: in Oregon right Let's now. Let's go. Shout out Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Oregonians. Let's go. So, I want to know. It seems like out of nowhere you just decided to draw, which seems kind of odd because when you think about it like the things that you got into as a kid, it really seemed like your parents would influence it or someone around you would influence, like if you rode a bike, like obviously someone helped you ride that bike or, you know, your friends were riding bikes. So was anybody around you drawing? And yeah. Doing oh, yeah. no, you,
1: you figured it out. Yeah. My parents are both very artistic, like very artistic. I don't come from an athletic family by any means. Like my parents did not push me so much to like play sports or, anything like any any sports that I ever played it was on my own accord of like I want to do this you know but they never really pushed me to that my parents were very like my dad went to high school of music and art in New York City which if you know anything about that um, the school doesn't exist anymore but now it's like high school of art and design I think they call it and then there's like LaGuardia performing arts but it all used to be one school um, school whatever uh, music and arts and, yeah, the public schools in New York, it's like you either go to a regular public school or you can go to a specialized school like that, but you have to submit a portfolio or, or uh, audition or whatever it is that you're trying to do. So my dad went to high school of music and arts, which is crazy to me. Like, he must have, you know, I've seen him draw. He is good. He just never really pursued it. And same thing with my mom. My mom uh, was a graphic designer, like, in the 70s, like, before computers really integrated with art. So she was doing everything by hand. And she still has a lot of her work from back then. And it's like, damn, like this would be relatively easy to do on a computer. But it's crazy that she was doing it by hand. No then, way. You know, yeah. So my parents are both very artistic. So it comes as no surprise that they would, like, push that as an option of how to spend my time, you know? Um but yeah I owe that a lot. and that's also why I like sharing all of my good news and everything or bad news whatever you know art related with my mom they understand it she gets to kind of live vicariously through me like my mom wishes she could have pursued that as a career but she just I guess lacked the confidence or whatever it was kind of hit like a wall and just felt like she wasn't really getting anywhere with it and switched careers but
0: now you're carrying on the legacy oh yeah definitely I definitely feel like yeah
1: my parents if we're being honest I think they're both better than me they just didn't really pursue it, you know? So I kind of like it, – it would be crazy if they were professional artists because then, I don't know, maybe they could have given me a lot of connections and maybe I, I could have gotten a lot further, a lot sooner in my career than I did. But, yeah, I have – like I definitely come from a very artistic family.
0: Well, you're doing fine for yourself, yeah, so I don't no, think you got to worry right, about that. Yeah.
1: But I'm just saying that's always like – I always envy those kids who it's like – my dad is a barber and they taught me how to be a barber or my mom. is. I don't like, think you want to be a barber. I'm, I'm just throwing examples out there. I'm just throwing examples out there. That was actually, no, it's not funny. That's something that my mom suggested I do. Uh, when it was time to like graduate high school and go to college, my mom was kind of like, do you want to go to college? Like, and she started throwing out a bunch of like other careers that I, and I don't blame her cause I wasn't very good at school. Like I didn't really give a fuck about school. So it comes as no surprise, but that was one of the things she was like, oh, you're very social. You go with your hands. Like, maybe just be a barber, be a hairstylist or something, you know? And no way. I never pursued it, but, um, I'm um like I said, the point of that is just I always envied kind of like, or even that. Like, I have friends where it's like a family owns a laundromat, and then it's like one day they can just give their kids the laundromat business. Like, I envy that. I kind of wish I had that instead of having to figure everything out on my own, you know?
0: So... At this point in your life, going back to kind of your elementary school days, you're doing a lot of drawing, and when do you start to really, like, think about it as a career? Like, how, or I guess that's getting too far ahead. You, you're in elementary school, and you're headed into high school.
1: <laughs> I definitely was not thinking about my career in elementary school. <laughs> no. Even in high school, I wasn't thinking about that at all, honestly.
0: Well, what did you think you wanted to be?
1: Uh, you know what's funny? Because when I got to high school, I kind of took a pivot and I like forced myself to be more athletic and be more into sports and things like that. Like, honestly, like I was always, everyone is funny. I, like I never took a formal art class per se or was in like gallery shows growing up or anything like that. But um, everyone in my school knew like, oh, Liam is good at drawing. Like if there was ever a group project or anything that required someone to like draw or do like cool lettering, it was always like, oh, give it to Liam. Like Liam will do it, you know, and he'll kill it. And I always did. Like I was I remember like designing T shirts for my school or like, you know, posters, like anything like that. Like I would do a lot of creative things like that, but um you obviously don't get, I guess, like the social approval that you would get if you're like an athlete. You know what I mean? So you could be nice at drawing, but you could still be a nerd. And Very that's kinda true. how that's kinda how I looked at it. And it's like whatever, as an adult now, I'm like nerds are cool, you know? But I definitely like forced myself to get more into sports. So when I got into high school that was when I started doing all those things like wrestling cross country whatever because prior to that I never did any exercise I didn't really do shit um so it's funny like I don't know I got really into sports and I was just kind of like again this is just like a young mind like you're in high school so you can't really think beyond high school but I I thought I was gonna be like a gym teacher or something that's what I thought I was like I'll just like whip these kids into shape the same way like I wish someone whipped me into shape (laughs) you know um, or I used to just take gym class mad seriously. Like I'd be doing like pull-ups in the gym class, like while they were taking attendance. like no one forced me to do pull-ups, but I was just like doing those things. Cause I was just, I just wanted to get big. I just wanted to get strong, whatever. So yeah, when I was in high school, I definitely thought that I was going to be like a gym teacher or something like that. Shout out to the gym teachers, but I'm glad I didn't do that. That would have been, I don't know. I just would have been filled with all this like creativity and artistic, you know, talent per se, and I just would have done nothing with it. I kind of would have been like my parents, just always feeling like, damn, I wish I did that, you know.
0: I know how it is to want to get like the best out of everything you were talking about. Like in gym class, you just like go and do pull ups. Like if I'm showing up to gym class, like I'm I'm working. I'm like I'm doing whatever they tell me to do, and I'm really like hustling. And I don't know if it was the same for you, but like people would be like, "Oh, you're a try hard." It's like, bro yeah what what do you hear like yeah know. of course I'm maybe, gonna work maybe hard. people
1: thought that I just never really heard them say it No, you were anything. just focused yeah, on your own thing I'm telling you like people talk shit all the time about whatever it is you're doing like I learned really early on that I'm just gonna do what I want and people are gonna talk shit no matter what you do right because they're gonna talk shit for you uh, about you for being a tryhard and then they're gonna talk to you about being an underachiever they're gonna talk to you about trying to fit in like no matter what you do people are gonna talk about it so at that point I was already just doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't trying to fit in by any means.
0: And what do you think is like the most unique thing about you or like, what's the most unique thing that like you did? If like, you were to think about that it. At that
1: time, like looking back on it.
0: Or just like in general. In general in life. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm just like, my friends make fun of me. I'm like a robot. Like that's really what it is. I'm so, I, I'm just annoyingly disciplined you know what I mean? Like, I'm that annoying friend that's like, oh, I got to be up really early tomorrow to do something, so I'm just going to be out right now. Like, I'm going to bed. Like, I, whatever, people think I'm crazy, but there are plenty of times where I'm like, I'll be in bed by 9 p.m. and wake up at 4 a.m. because I'm like, I just want to get a head start on my day, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I don't, there's no FOMO. There's no, like, I always say to myself, I'm like, there's nothing productive going on late at night, you know what I mean? Unless I have, like, a job that's due in the morning and I need to be up late at night to get it done or something, but... I'm always going to pick waking up early and getting a head start on my day over like being out chilling late at night, you know? Uh, I
0: sometimes, uh, I worry. I'm like, is he asleep right now? Cause like I come out here and like make stuff. I'm like, okay, his lights off. He's either gone or he's asleep. I'm like, I just gotta be quiet.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Lately I've been going to my girlfriend's house, uh, late at night. So yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. And that's another thing too. I'm such a heavy (laughs) sleeper. I sleep so peacefully, like. You could make a bunch of noise out here, and I'll be so deep in my sleep. Like, I'm not even going to hear it. Some people are really light sleepers, and, like, anything just wakes them up in an instant. But the only thing that really wakes me up is that annoying iPhone alarm. That's it. Other than that, I'm knocked out.
0: Funny story. I uh, I came home, like, really late, and, like, I wanted to make a smoothie. <laughs> so I took the blender into my room, and I was, like, making a smoothie. <laughs> But then, uh, but then I'm pretty sure like I heard you just like come out. So I don't know if I woke you up or like what. But
1: <laughs> oh man,
0: I was like, I got my smoothies. So and I know, gonna... I
1: get that, I get that, and yeah, honestly, if we didn't live together, I probably would be like, if I live as I, I have lived by myself in the past, and I would do crazy shit like that like start making smoothies at four in the morning when I wake up, and it's like I have roommates now, so I'm not, I'm not gonna be rude and do that, but yeah personally i don't really care maybe david mines i don't know
0: no worries we're a big smoothie household oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so let's go back to high school you're really big into athletics and you've got to start considering what you're going to do next mom says maybe you should be a barber what are you thinking
1: yeah you know what But i'm like totally disregarding this one thing um And this is, I guess, just to answer your question of, like, what's maybe interesting, like, an interesting decision I made. But I was just as much into athletics as I was into, like, theater and acting at the same time, which are two totally disparate things. Um, Like, I remember, and again, not thinking anything of it. I think my parents, like I said, they're very, like, artsy people, so they pushed me to do this. Or they, not pushed me, but they just, like, suggested maybe you want to do it. But my school, my high school had, like, an academy of performing arts And I remember I auditioned for it, like, going into my freshman year. And I actually, I think they just accepted everyone, honestly. I don't think anyone got denied. Um, But I tried out for it, and I got into it. And what that was was every year for all four years in high school, I had an acting class. And because I was in that acting class, you kind of had, like, uh, an extra push to be in, like, school plays and school musicals and things like that. So I just want to say, like, and that's another common thing I think you'll see in my life is, like, I just take two really disparate things and find a way to kind of tie them all together. So it's like, I'll say this, that doing sports maybe made me, uh, you know, feel better about myself, like physically, mentally, whatever, but being in theater and doing acting gave me the confidence to like, just speak to people and do public speaking. Like I've always, I wasn't always, but like, I I will say that after doing sports and doing theater, like I became a lot more social, you know what I mean? Like. Uh, like, I would get up in front of my whole school and be, like, reciting a monologue from the play or something like that. You know, I'd be, like, I'd have a lead role in the school play, like, things like that. And then next week, I'd be on the mat wrestling. You know what I mean? It's, like, two things that just really have nothing to do with each other. And I will say, like, again, not that I'm, like, so special, per se, but most people are kind of, like, you're either doing sports or you're doing performing arts, and you kind of, like, very rarely do both at the same time, right, and I remember my wrestling coach hated that shit, like, he hated that I was doing sport, I mean, that I was, like, in plays and doing acting and having to go to rehearsals, because he wanted me to just dedicate all my life to sports, and, like I said, I think I did a really good job of balancing both, but I will say that, um, just doing both, like, I, I wasn't just hanging out with jocks all day, I was hanging out with nerds and, like, band geeks and shit like that, and then I'd be in the locker room hanging out with the wrestlers, you know, so...
0: You were mixing with different crowds. Very mixy, Definitely. very mixy.
1: And I think I still do that today. Like, I did that the whole time I was in college. I do that as an adult. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I've just always had, like, a kind of wide group of friends who do a lot of different things. And I like to keep it that way. It keeps you well-rounded, you know?
0: And what did you think you were going to get out of being in a the theater class? Were you just like, well, this is another class I can take to just use as a credit? Or were you interested in... Learning more about performing arts, what was it that you
1: It's so funny, like I don't know why and again maybe this is just like a lack of confidence or whatever, but or just no one really pushed me to do it, but I feel like I could have like if I wanted to pursue performing arts after high school, I could've done that just as much as visual arts. I could see it. Like I actually did no visual arts whatsoever in high school. I didn't take a single art class all four years in high school. I had no drawing, no paint like literally I never had art because in my school, you had room for, like, one elective, and my elective every year was acting. So it's like, if you really think about it, those whole four years of my life, I didn't really draw at all. I went from drawing every day when I was in elementary school, middle school, whatever, but when I got to high school, I, like, completely just disregarded that whole part of me. Um, but like I said, it's funny. It's like, I don't know why I didn't pursue acting after high school. <laughs> it, like, I don't know why I thought drawing was a better idea or anything like that, you know, but... uh So even when I signed up for it, like I said, I didn't really think much of it. Like, I didn't think that, like, oh, I'm going to be an actor one day. I didn't think this is going to help my public speaking. It was just, like, something to do. That was it. And I had never done acting. I had never done theater or anything at that point. So, uh, like I said, but back then, like, you know, when you're a kid, like, at least me, I don't know about kids today, but, like, I was not thinking about my career at all. I was doing things just because for, like, the short-term gain, like, oh, it's fun to just get up in front of the whole school and be in a play and have all eyes on you, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah, I get that. There's so many questions and so much stuff to talk about, especially, like, interesting stories about your life. But I'm going to try to keep us on track. So I guess...
1: I I know I said 45 minutes on. We could just go on forever.
0: Okay. Let's see where this takes us for sure. I'm curious what your
1: questions are.
0: I guess... what? Well, let's... Okay. Do you have any interesting... If you feel comfortable sharing, do you have any interesting stories from, you know, high school or anything crazy that happened to you? Not that one in specific, but I know that you have uh, some some probably crazy stories, some crazy interactions. Anything?
1: I mean, I'll just start throwing a bunch of random things out there, but let's go. Um, and like I said, I used to think that these things were normal, but then I share these stories to people today, and it's like damn, I guess people like really weren't outside doing dumb (laughs) shit like I was doing. But, um, like the same time when I was in middle school, like, you know, skateboarding with all my friends, like I was really heavy into doing graffiti. Like my friends and I, like the first time I ever got arrested in my life was for doing graffiti when I was like 13. Like, and that's not to like, whatever, it doesn't make me cool or anything, but I'm just saying it's like, that's like what, like, I don't know, kids were inside maybe playing video games or like watching Hannah Montana. Like, My friends and I were skateboarding and like doing graffiti, like literally going all over New York, New Jersey, like doing graffiti and skateboarding. Like we would go to every skate park in New York City and like we're going to bring markers and spray paint with us. And we're going to not at the skate park, but like at some point in the day, we're going to just start tagging shit up like and I don't know, like. And again, once again, that's something that's like, oh, obviously I became an illustrator one day because it's like I was spending my free time just like doing graffiti or I had a sketchbook of just like figuring out how to do perfect letters and little doodles and shit like that and like practicing, like writing my tag name and everything. So um, I don't know, doing graffiti was, was pretty interesting.
0: That's crazy to think about. And I guess the image that's building in my mind is like you're this very, I don't, would you consider yourself defiant because... The other story that you told me like how you pretty much like almost got jumped or whatever or you did get jumped it seemed like you know you just like kind of were like screw you like not screw you but like i'm doing me and if if you have a problem with that like you know
1: (laughs) i mean even that story like that i don't think me getting like my ass beat by those kids was (laughs) was necessarily defiant um because it's funny, I had like an interaction like that recently where not a bunch of guys trying to jump me or anything, but like someone just giving me shit or whatever, like trying to fight me. And I guess the difference is today I'm a grown-ass man and I look scary because I have muscles and stuff. But like back then, like I said, I was like a scrawny little, you know, skinny fat kid. Um, I don't know, it's, I, I don't know. You know, I'll say too, it's like, uh, it's so funny. Like I feel like growing up, like kids kind of like, can listen to music and maybe not think much of it, but it's like all the music back then that I was listening to was just so like aggressive. Like I was listening to like Fifty Cent and shit like that. So it's like Fifty Cent always talks about like not taking shit from anyone, not backing down, whatever. So it's like if, if like I said the story that Owens talking about. I'm walking home from school and like I bump shoulders with these kids. Like it was raining. I have my umbrella. We bump into each other and like all three of these kids just start beating me up. And it's like in broad daylight in the middle but of the you street. Talk and, back like, to
0: them. No, you gotta. Okay, yeah, yeah. We gotta keep again, that in But there. again, it's
1: like. Uh, talking back, it's like, uh, I don't know, like you bumped me just as much as I bumped you. And to be honest, like uh, I wasn't begging for an apology. I wasn't like, watch where you're going. It was them who was like, watch where you're going. Like, and again, it's like, me personally, like I just don't start fights with strangers. Like, even as a kid back then, I just, it, it's not a, even today, like I, it takes a lot for me to lose my cool, to be honest. I'm always like smiling and giggling, whatever. Like, I'd rather be, you know, laughing and having a good time. Uh, Like it takes a lot for someone to really like get me to that point. So uh, I don't know, but I I think I'll just say this. Like I just always know what's right and what's wrong. And that's not saying that I'm like perfect or I know better than anyone else. But like I think there are things that are just objectively right and wrong. And it's like I don't care if you're my teacher. I don't care if you're a cop or my boss. Like anything. It's like if you're doing something that like is objectively wrong and it affects me, like I'm not just going to go along with it you know, and I don't know, maybe that's not good, maybe that's like, maybe that's something I need to work on, and like I said, I I, I could go years in my life without having any negative interactions like that at all, like it's not like something that happens to me often by any means, like I get along with people for the most part, um, but there's just a lot of assholes out there, and occasionally you're going to cross paths with them, and whatever, but I think even that, like I had more problems with like teachers growing up than I did with like other students or other kids, you know, I usually got along with everyone.
0: I definitely understand where you're coming from. I think that was a really good story time, so we'll take it back to what you were talking about with not even drawing during high school, and you're like, okay, I drew all of pretty much elementary school, and then the surprising thing to me was learning that you went into college not knowing what you wanted to do, but then there comes a time where you figure that out. (laughs) When did you figure that out?
1: Yeah. I don't, and again, it's everyone, I guess everyone's path is different. Um, And it's funny, you asked me before maybe like what my biggest fear was, right? Or or something like that. And I think people are so afraid to fail. But me personally, when I got to college, and this might sound really like harsh on myself, but I already felt like a failure at that point. Like I was 17 years old and I felt like a failure. So if you already feel like a failure, you're not going to be afraid to fail, Like, I just, like, how could you be afraid to fail if you are already a failure? You know, I say it to my friends all the time. And, like, it's harder to, I think, it's harder to think that way the older you get, right? Because, you know, let's say you're, like, 30 years old, you have a kid, you have anything, you're trying to buy a house, saving up, like, you're married, like, whatever it is, it's, like, there's just more at stake, right? But when you're a kid or when you just graduated high school, whatever, it's, like, if you already feel like a failure, how could you possibly be scared of failure, you know? So it's, like... I knew kids who went to really good colleges who, you know, for academics or for athletics or anything like that. Like I had, I kind of had nothing. Like I said, like, yeah, I did sports, but I wasn't so great that I was going to get a scholarship. Like I didn't get a single athletics. I didn't even apply for one. Cause I was like, I already knew I wasn't going to get one. So I got no athletic scholarships. I got no academic scholarships. Uh, I got denied by like some of the colleges I applied to were like schools that everyone in my high school got accepted to like Rutgers or things like that. Like I was in sped classes, like literally from like sped math class from elementary school, to, like up until my senior year in high school, they asked me, do you even want to take a math class? And I said, no. So like, I just didn't even have to take a math class. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I was just, I wasn't good at it. I was in like sped science class, even like whatever, like,
0: but you were showing of- up every day and putting in the work. Yeah, I was
1: like I said, and I wasn't really much of an overachiever academically or anything. Um, my favorite subject always was history. I always like excelled in that. <laughs> I always did pretty well in like writing and language arts too. But I was literally in sped classes. So,
0: I mean, I can definitely see the dots starting to connect with the fact that you drew up, you were drawing as a kid, and then you're into history because like I know art history is a really big thing for you. So now going on to you know the pivotal moment what is that yeah moment? no so
1: i was just like I, I was about to tie it is i remember like i first got to college and before the classes even started because maybe like a week where you move into your dorm and classes haven't started yet you're just kind of getting a simulator for a few days and in those first few days or maybe it was like the first week of classes but i was just like i need to figure out what i'm doing here you know what i mean like i'm not about to like I'm not gonna just waste the next four. like I said, I, my biggest fear, I guess has always been wasting time, right? So even back then, I'm literally I get to college. I'm only seventeen. and I'm already just thinking like I need to decide what I'm doing here. Like I'm literally undecided. My major says undecided. and that just made me feel so incredibly uncomfortable. like maybe other people kind of don't think of it, anything of it where they're like, oh, I'll just pick like a random major or whatever, but I was, like I felt like I needed to have everything figured out immediately. and um. And it's funny again, whatever. Not to tell too many like old stories and shit, but like I remember being at my high school graduation, and everyone was just so happy to be graduating, and I just remember kind of having this like blank expression on my face, being like, "Oh, this is like at this point now in my life, if I want to be a bum, I could just be a bum, and like the school's not gonna call my parents anymore and be like, Liam didn't show up to class today, or Liam's failing, and this like literally no, you have no safety net at that point, like at least that's how I felt. That was like no one's coming to save me. Um, and that was before I even got to college, like literally that whole summer I was thinking about like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm now a fucking adult, even though I'm only 17, like legally I'm not old enough to do anything really. But I was just like, I need to figure it out ASAP. So I remember like that first, sometime in that first month of being in college, just asking myself these questions. I will say that is probably like a, I want to say like a superpower that I have, not that I'm most evolved or anything, but. I would like to think I'm very good at self-reflection, right? Which is kind of why I've always said, like, I just do what I want to do, right? Um, And I just remember reflecting and just being like, what did I enjoy doing when no one forced me to do it? Or when I, like, you know, because even like I said, sports or anything like that, I did those things because I wanted to physically feel better, mentally feel better. Like, people stopped bullying me. Like, people stopped picking on me, whatever. But before I cared about what anyone thought, before I cared about money, before I cared about girls, women, like anything, like what did I just do purely for myself? And I was like, damn, I used to spend hours drawing all the time. Like I wouldn't show anyone those drawings. I wouldn't. I wasn't submitting them to a competition. It wasn't for a job. It wasn't like because it made me popular at school. It was like I just drew all day because I wanted to draw. And I remember just being there like that first month in school and just realizing like, damn, I need to start drawing again. Because like I said, the last four years I was in high school, I didn't draw at all. I didn't have art class. I didn't have anything like that. So I just remember realizing really quickly like, damn, the only thing in my life that I ever really did for myself, by myself, was drawing. And like I said, I didn't have all the career dots connected or figured out. Like, I'm going to be an illustrator. I didn't even know that was a job. You know what I mean? Uh, But I just knew that like I wanted to get back in touch with drawing and art. And I feel like that would take me somewhere eventually.
0: Did you have this thought in your mind that you wanted to do something along the lines of drawing before you decided to enroll in your Illustration 1 class?
1: You know what's funny? There's actually an illustrator who I still follow to this day. Um, And this is back when everyone was on Tumblr. This is before Instagram or anything like that. And I remember there was this guy who was really popping on Tumblr. His name was Jacob Rochester and like he's still working today he's you know probably like maybe i don't know five years older than me or so but uh i just remember looking at his because i was already following him on tumblr back then because i just liked his artwork and i remember he said in his bio that he was an illustration major at whatever college he was going to and i was like damn you can major in illustration like let me look into that and the college i was going to at the time didn't even have an illustration major. And I remember I transferred to another state college in New Jersey for my sophomore year because they had illustration animation as a major. Um, But I just remember that was actually kind of where it all started. I saw in this guy's bio that he was an illustration student at some college, I want to say in like Connecticut. And that was when I started really doing the research and figuring out like, how do you become an illustrator? Like, where can I go to school for this? And not just, I don't know, kind of get like a useless art degree, right?
0: So I'm trying to understand, when does this, is this illustration one class, is that your sophomore year?
1: Yeah, that was my sophomore year. And so
0: all of your freshman year, you just kind of did some exploratory classes and stuff like that. Yeah, my
1: freshman year, I think the only art class I actually did was I took a drawing one class, which was tremendous because again, I had never, like I said, I never had any formal art education. So this drawing one class just taught you the most basic, basic stuff, like literally how to hold a pencil. (laughs) you know or like how to do perspective where you see like the road getting smaller in the distance like really basic how to do shading like things like that all these things that it's like maybe I had like or I thought I had a lot of great ideas in my head and I think everyone feels like that everyone has great ideas in their head but like you really need to you can't skip any steps and that drawing one class really like I tell this story all the time too about how I was literally the worst in my class. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, there were people in that class who weren't even art majors. They were taking that class just for fun, and all of them were better than me. Like, and I think it really was just because they might have taken, like, one art class in high school where they learned a few. Like, but I just hadn't taken any art classes whatsoever. So I really started as, like, the absolute, like, at the bottom of that class. And, again, it was kind of like wrestling where I was just so determined to just show up every day and, like, get better and see the results. And, um That was it. It was, like, by the end of that semester, I was the best in the class. And it was just because I just would spend hours. Like, the class itself was a long-ass, like, six-hour studio class. But I would still show up to that studio, like, every day and just, like, chip away at my assignments and work on things. And it's, like, that wasn't even a major at that point. But it was the class that I cared about the most. I cared about that more than the math class I had to take or, like, any other Gen Ed classes, you know? And that was it. And it was, like – and I remember at the end of that semester, the teacher asked me – like, so what classes are you taking next semester? What art classes? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know, I'm not taking any art classes or anything. Because again, I hadn't like, figured out exactly what I was going to do. And then that was when I really decided like, okay, I got to transfer to another school that has like a legitimate art program and
0: really make the most out of this. Those three hour drawing classes were like the longest hours of my life. So we're definitely different in that perspective i could not do six hours that is i think that's, that's how a lot crazy. of people i
1: think that's how a lot of people felt when like i said that's why it's like i'm weird like i like things that people don't like you know so uh i found joy or kind of peace in being in a class just drawing for six hours
0: going off of something you said earlier like you were big on tumblr it also seems like you were big on myspace because referring back to the episode with Twandon like that's how you kind of got connected with him. So it seems like you were really early into this stuff and it seems like you've always really tried to leverage your work and your like ability to connect with people through social media and stuff like that. Do yeah. you value that ability in that uh, outlet?
1: Yeah. We're going to keep jumping back and forth between like points in my life. And I I like that. That's totally fine. Cause even that, like, you're just going to keep bringing things up that I'm like, damn, I forgot about that. That does play like a major part in my story. Right. Of getting into artwork or getting into illustration where I remember as I was in middle school, I was in like seventh grade and my friend sung, his dad had a laptop that had Photoshop on it. And like, there was no like drawing tablet or anything. It was literally just like clicking using the mouse. Um, but I remember like because I used to ask my mom all the time I'd see like ads or billboards or things like that and I'd always ask my mom like or like t-shirt graphics or graphics on skateboards like things like that and i always ask my mom like how do they do that because when I draw on paper it doesn't look that neat and crisp and clean and my mom would always be like oh they do it in Photoshop or they do it in the computer it's all like digital art whatever and you know like she would just kind of like Chuck everything up to, oh, it's done in Photoshop. It's done in pho-. But I had never used Photoshop. I didn't really know what it was. So I remember, like, my mind being blown when my friend's dad had Photoshop on his laptop, and he just let us use it for hours every day. Um, so I was already on MySpace, and I don't know if you, like, used MySpace, if you're old enough really, Owen, but, like, <laughs> uh, no, because with MySpace, you could, like... I don't know anything about MySpace. No, I was going to say, with MySpace, like, you could really customize everything. Like, today with Instagram, everyone's Instagram page looks the same. We all just upload our photos and that's what makes it look different right but like myspace you could literally it was like your own website and you could just like that was literally coding like you could go into the back end of myspace and like code your own page and it's like why was i 12 years old learning the basics of coding i didn't even realize that that's what i was doing but it's like and that became a thing too where like a lot of the kids in my school because they saw damn liam's myspace profile looks crazy like i used to like make people's myspace pages like customize them like make the graphics and all these things like that, because it was like, and then once you added in um, having Photoshop on my friend's computer, then it just took it to a whole other level. Like, because now they were like, I used to be on, like, all these forums back in the day on, like, I don't know if you know this website, Dapif. You ever heard of that? I've heard of that. It's like, a, I think they actually, like, shut down the website this year, but that used to be the place, like, before Apple Music and everything, you would get all of your music from there, like mixtapes, like, free music and shit from this website, Dapif. And I'll never forget, they had a forum. I don't know if you know what a forum even is, but it's just like uh,
0: <laughs> I know what that is. Yeah, okay, yeah. so
1: it's just like a forum. And you don't really see that anymore, because today it's like we have Twitter. Like, why would anyone go on a forum when you could just talk shit on Twitter? But back in the day, there were all these forums, and I remember, like, Dat like Piff Like Nike was Talk. Exactly like that. And Dad Piff was all just about music, though. So there'd just be random, like, rappers, DJs, whatever, from all over the world, all over the country, posting their stuff on these forums. And I just remember posting one day that, like, hey, I do graphics and out of nowhere, all these people from all over the country start hitting me up to make like their mixtape covers and make their mo- And again, I'm literally like 13 years old, using my friend's dad's laptop. Like after school, we'd go to his house every day. I didn't even have it on my own computer at home, so it was like I had to go to my friend's house to do it. But that just like and again, I think about it again. I never thought of it really being professional. I never asked for money or anything. I was like I said, like 13 years old. I didn't even know that anyone could like. I didn't know what PayPal was back then. I could have been getting paid for all those. I thought nothing of it, but. I would just be making all these mixtape covers and stuff for like random DJs from all over the country and you know in California, whatever. And um, any big
0: names or no, just no one big, no one underground, dates. yeah,
1: no one big at all. Um, but then that led to me connecting with my friend Twan, who I'm like super tight with today. We have known each other for like over a decade at this point. But even that, it was like before I even met him, because there were all these like teen clubs where we grew up in Jersey where they'd have, like, teen night or whatever, you know, like, no alcohol, nothing, like, you had to be under 18 to get in there, and my friend Twan, like, it was before I even knew him, but I just remember we would see him, like, performing at these clubs, Um, and I just remember I reached out to him on MySpace one day, never said hi or anything, I think I literally just sent him some, like, drawing I did of him in Photoshop using the mouse, like, again, not having, like, a, a drawing tablet or anything. So it's, it's funny, those were like my early freelance clients, but it was all pro bono, it was all like free, but again, it was just practice, like I didn't think of it as a career, but again, you think about it, you look back and it's like, no one forced me to do that, that was just how I chose to spend my time,
0: right you know? Yeah, I'm hoping we get into that more, like the things that you kind of just did uh, to help people out and weren't really looking for anything in return, you know, I'm referring to like the Webster Hall because I think that's really cool, we're gonna get into that, so with Photoshop, does this play into your interest in starting uh Koyo Designs? Is that is that about the same time?
1: Uh nah, even that, like Koyo Designs, I was like when I was in college, like my freshman year, sophomore year in college. And again, it was just I was just trying everything. Like even that first year, like my, my freshman year, or even you know, you take it back further than that, like high school, like I always, I always had a camera on me. Like even when I would skateboard and do graffiti with my friends, for some reason I just always had a little digital camera on me and I would always be taking photos of us, skateboarding, hanging out, doing graffiti. Like I was, I was just documenting everything. Like I was taking videos, photos, um, and I think a lot of people were doing that back then. Like, you look back and like I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Odd Future. Like, they had their own TV show where they would just do, like, pranks and skits and stuff like that. Like, I used to do that with my friends, like, back like before ever seeing Odd Future or be seeing anyone. Like, really, like, the early YouTube days. Like, YouTube might have been out for, like, six months or 12 months at this point. And my friends, like, and I, I know you can still find them if you really dig deep. Like, you could find, like, these videos of my friends and I skateboarding back in, like, 2006, 2007. Cause occasionally I'll look them up and they're still there and I'm like, Oh my God, they're so cringe. But just, I was just trying everything. I didn't know necessarily that oh I wanted to do drawing or illustration. I would do a lot of video. I would do a lot of photos and just like photoshopping things and like collaging things and whatever. Or like, you know, yeah. Just like splicing, slicing up like clips of videos and putting music behind it and like matching the music up to certain parts or whatever. Like I would just, I was just always trying to create things. And I look back and then I'm like, damn, like, Little Liam, like I'm so glad that you spent your time doing that because a lot of kids, like I said, do just consume. But I, I was always creating, you know?
0: So you definitely have these skills and you're building on them and you're in college. But I'm trying to figure out what happens with the path when you get denied from the graphic design major but get accepted into the illustration program. Is that going into your sophomore year at this new college?
1: Yeah, that was going into my sophomore year. And again, like even though I found that guy who said he was an illustration major, I always kind of felt like I didn't want to pigeonhole myself too much or do just just drawing. So I thought that graphic design, like graphic design is, is everything. Any visual design can be labeled as graphic design, right? Even illustration can fit under the umbrella of graphic design. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to do graphic design because that's kind of everything, right? Uh, but I remember, and again, this is just, it's all learning experiences. Like I think I might've gotten like my first, you know, I had like maybe my first Android smartphone then. Right. I didn't have emails set up on my phone. I would check my email maybe once a week. And I remember I emailed the Dean of the graphic design department at Montclair State University where I went for undergrad and I emailed him and I tried to set up a portfolio review And I didn't see his email until like a week later. And he was really pissed about that. So I think he already knew, like I was going, actually I know that for a fact, like I was going in for a portfolio review, but he already knew he was going to deny me anyway, just because I didn't respond to his email in a timely fashion. And I don't blame him, you know, whatever. But uh, I don't know, that was it. That was more of a professionalism thing. It wasn't even because my work sucked per se. It was just like, I mean, granted, my work did suck back then, but... It didn't help at all that I just didn't respond to his email for over a week, you know, because there were, I'm sure, kids who were really eager to be there and did respond to an email instantly. And I just, like, wasn't mentally there yet, you know. Um, But that really messed me up because I transferred to the school to be a graphic design major and I got denied. So I was just like, damn, what the fuck? Did I transfer here for nothing, you know? And then I tried the illustration department. I got accepted and it all worked out. You know, I'm glad I and even that's funny because I remember like, as an illustration major, you would take some graphic design classes. I remember by my senior year, I was taking like graphic design two or something, and he just kind of the same guy who denied me kind of made a joke. He was just like, "Damn, I shouldn't have denied you because like you really turned out being a lot better than I thought that's you would." Like, that's crazy. You know? uh, but I'm like I said, everything happens for a reason. You know.
0: And so, when do you start, kind of? reaching out to more clients. And I know you said to me that you were working with like complex, like very early on, like 19. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when do, when do gigs start to come up or when do you start to like really find these projects and you really are able to put your creative vision into them?
1: Yeah. I, and I was just kind of in the right place at the right time. I think, cause like I said, I didn't go to a big fancy art school in Manhattan or anything like that. Like I really went to just a regular state college in New Jersey that just so happened to have art programs. Um, But like I said, because New Jersey is so close to New York city, a lot of like really all of my professors were really like working relevant illustrators, you know, living in, they would commute to Jersey from like Brooklyn, Manhattan, wherever. Um, But I was really just lucky that all of my professors, because I think that's something that happens a lot in college where it's like I think most people, their biology professor in college is not a famous scientist or a working scientist. Like, they're probably just a biology professor, right? Or, like, your creative writing professor might have wrote one novel and then kind of failed as an artist, and now they're teaching at a college, right? Whereas, like, all of my illustration professors were literally coming in every single week showing us stuff that they did for the New York Times, the New Yorker, like, the Atlantic, like any of these big jobs, anything, billboards that they were working on. So it was like, it was just crazy to me. Like, these guys were not only my professors, but they were really my mentors and, like, my idols. Like, I looked, and it wasn't like, oh, I like this guy and I follow him on Instagram. Like, no, I get to see this person and talk to them every week and, like, talk to them just about life, even outside of this class, you know? So that was always, like, the thing that, again, not to, like, obviously everyone can't be an artist. I think that the world would be shit if everyone tried to be an artist, you know? So it's like, but I will say that it, if you're, like, a psych a psychology major, you can't really take what you learn in that class and then turn around and apply it immediately. Like, you kind of have to get a master's and a PhD and then work in a practice. Whereas, like, with illustration, whatever I learned in class that day, I could literally turn around and try to, like, find someone to sell it to, you know? Um, and I just remember my professor was always saying that is like, yo, you, you're still young. You're starting out. Like, don't expect to be working with the New York Times tomorrow or anything. But what are you interested in? Like, try to get your foot in the door, try to get involved in whatever industry you want to work more in, you know? And I was going to concerts all the time with my friends, Tuan and everyone else. And like, we would be going to the city all the time, going to these like little underground shows and shit. And I don't know. I, I mean, I told Owen this story before, but you would just look at the flyers for these shows and they were just horrible. They They looked like they were made in like Microsoft word or Google docs or something. It was like, and I just remember I would find out, like, because at any flyer for a concert, they'd always put the promoter's name on it or who put the show together. So if my friend is on the bill for the show, I already know, I can I already have a connection. Like, the same person that hired my friend to do this concert, put this show together, I could just reach out to them, or Twan can introduce me, whoever can introduce me. and um, And that was it. And I would just have, like, something to bring to the table, a service to offer. Like, hey, I see that your flyers could be better for these shows, like, let me do this first one if you like how it looks and we can work something out and you can pay me from there. And yeah, so I was for a while like my, that first year in college, literally like that summer after my sophomore year. And that was another thing too. I feel like people spend their time differently. Like students, like I always looked at like summer break or winter break is like, okay, now I can go out and try to find some work. I don't have any school assignments to work on. So it was like as soon as summer hit, I was just like hit the ground running, like looking for jobs, looking for clients, looking for things to work with. So I found these promoters who were doing shows at, like, SOBs and at Webster Hall, and they would always have, like, a really big headlining act and, you know, a lot of smaller people underneath there, and that was it. So I got to do flyers for a lot of cool people back then, like Playboy Cardi or Dave East or things like that, like, a lot of people's, like, first shows in New York City. Because if you're in New York, you know that, like, those two places, SOBs, Webster Hall, that's, like, where people go to perform right before they really blow up like right before they really blow up, you know? And I would be backstage and just be meeting so many like literally famous rappers and things like that. And like, and again, I always just had a service to offer. That's what it was. I'd always like not to like try to be like pushy and sell myself, but like you brought the thing Koyu designs, like that was like a streetwear brand that I started back then when I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I would, I would like make screen printed t-shirts. So I'd go to these concerts. I'd just be giving away t-shirts with my logo and my name on them to people and, um, and then, in addition to that, like, I have a service to offer. Let me make your the single, the the cover for your next single. Let me do your next mixtape cover. Let me do like a logo, like uh, merch, like anything. Like I was just always had something to bring to the table. I was never just like a fly on the wall standing around, you know? And if I didn't have a service to offer, maybe I would just be kind of like in the cut, not really talking. But because I always felt like I had something to offer to these people, I had no problem just like sparking up a conversation and talking. So, but even that, those are like early things, like those Webster Hall concert posters or whatever like I would get paid like 50 bucks to do those like that was nothing 50 bucks might be like okay I can take the subway there I can get dinner and then take the subway back and have like five dollars left over like it wasn't living off of it or anything but the experiences were absolutely priceless.